Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, everybody. It's Valentine's Day Eve, February 13th, twenty. 24. It's your afternoon rush. We got all your content. Fallout from Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. Fans are urging her to dump Travis Kelsey. And also, we've got Dolly Parton speaking out about uh, the drunken uh, sort of uh, 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 musician that uh, stumbled through her lyrics. I've got information involving Kanye and Taylor. That's right. Uh, a celebrity has to make a podcast announcement that he's not a cult leader. And Katy Perry sort of announces she's probably retiring. So I've got all that and more coming to you today. A fallout from yesterday's episode of The Bachelor, as we covered it on this morning's Bachelor Rush Hour, uh, was that Sydney took to Instagram to share all the hate she's getting, which again, I don't want anyone to send any hate to anybody. I say if you send hate to somebody else, you are operating on a hateful frequency. You can't achieve all of the good things from life if you're spreading hate. We know all that. So spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Well, fans are urging Taylor Swift to spread love just with a different man. They say dump Travis after shoving Andy Reid. Taylor Swift fans are begging the singer to dump Travis following his behavior towards Andy Reid at the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs tight end was spotted screaming at the coach on the sidelines. I mean, it's so it's so funny when you get different fan groups involved. Like the Taylor, the Swifties are like, "No, you can't do that," and the football people are like, "Quit showing Taylor's face." It's not the first time that Travis has been called out for his behavior during games. He was slammed for spiking his helmet on the sideline in December during the Chiefs clash with the Raiders, which former Chiefs wide receiver Dante Hall calling the 34-year-old spoiled. I mean, I tell you what, people are saying, hey, at the very least, it's a red flag to see him yell at his boss that way. I can't blame people for saying that. It's certainly not a white flag, but either way, um, we'll have to see. I'm sure Taylor's not going to change if she likes a guy or not based on him yelling on the sidelines. All right, but we have big news. Are you ready for it? John Stewart, one of the only voices of reason, a man that if he decided to run for the presidency today, it is his. He, and I mean that, he's got enough of the left vote. He's got respect from the right. He's got all of the center vote. Well, he's back on The Daily Show, and he's not taking prisoners. Here's a clip. So what's the good news? That was not rhetorical framing. I'm literally asking you. Look, the next nine months or so, and maybe more than that, depending on the coup schedule, they're going to suck. You're going to be getting emails with insane subject lines like, Hello, John, it's Chuck Schumer. Donald Trump is right behind you with a knife. <laughs> Don't aim. You're going to get inundated with robocalls and push polls and real polls, and people are going to tell you to rock the vote and be the vote and vote the vote and finger bang the vote. And it's all <laughs> going to make you feel like Tuesday, November 5th is the only day that matters. And that day does matter. But man, November 6th ain't nothing to sneeze at or November 7th. If your guy loses, bad things might happen. But the country is not over. And if your guy wins, the country is in no way saved. I've learned one thing over these last nine years, and I was glib at best and probably dismissive at worst about this. 
The work of making this world resemble one that you would prefer to live in is a lunch pail job day in and day out where thousands of committed, anonymous, smart and dedicated people bang on closed doors and pick up those that are fallen and grind away on issues till they get a positive result and even then have to stay on to make sure that result holds. So the good news is I'm not saying you don't have to worry about who wins the election. I'm saying you have to worry about every day before it and every day after forever. On the plus side, I am told that at some point, the sun will run out of hydrogen. There it is, folks. Okay. John Stewart is back, baby. Now, of course, if you don't know, he literally, and this is what's so amazing about the power of, 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 a, of a strong individual, is that he literally is the only person responsible for going to Congress and getting help for firefighters that were in 9-11 and and people that suffer from the uh, burn pits from the wars you know they burn all these like chemicals and these giant burn pits and people were getting cancers and things like that he's the only one responsible he went there and he got it done so i know we live in this tribal society where everyone's on this side or that side but it's like who's getting shit done we need to be less worried about jamming political candidates down our throats and we need to remember uh critical things to see what's getting done out there and how do we put our time and our energy in promoting more of that. The funny thing with Jon Stewart, and I know he doesn't want to do this, it's if he really wants to get stuff done, he needs to run for president. I mean, that's just what it is. He needs to run for president. And I don't see that happening because anyone who wants to run for president um, shouldn't, and anyone who doesn't probably should. It's the same thing with my like HOA president here. It's like anyone who should, who could do the job, doesn't want it. And all this talk of running for president makes me so thirsty for Factor. Their new delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Whether you're t uh, wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. Look, I could tell you all about their 35 different options keto calorie smart this or that it's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options got a date maybe maybe listen maybe you didn't book your valentine's date in time well let me tell you something if you ordered factor meals it's not going to arrive in time for tomorrow anyway but maybe next week if your date dumps you because your valentine sucked look at next week's date you know february is a long month right i know it's the shortest month of the year but pack it in with some factor flexible for your schedule get as much or as little as you need you know maybe you don't need that much because you got dumped you just need enough for yourself either way head to factormeals.com slash rush hour 50 and use code RUSHHOUR50 to get 50% off. That's code RUSHHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash RUSHHOUR50 to get 50% off. And we are very happy for their sponsorship. All right, how about a Taylor Swift story? We all love a good TT story here involving Kanye. Well, apparently Kanye intended to upstage Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl, but the pop superstar torpedoed his plan. That's what one former NFL star is claiming. I tell you what, before I share this update, let's just play a quick rewind of the moment Kanye West and Taylor Swift beef began. She was accepting her award, oh, an award at the VMAs some 15 years ago, and Kanye West interrupted her on stage. Thank you so much for giving me a chance to win a VMA award. I 
All right, people start cheering because Kanye walks on stage. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. And then that's when the moment that Kanye showed that he's pretty volatile as he interrupted Taylor Swift. Well, she's actually surpassed Kanye West now as a global pop star. Now, Kanye's huge, but Taylor Swift, I think, shares more love and light. And look, I don't want to get into the whole Kanye debate. I think... I think he is a victim of some sorts due to imbalances and help that he needs and maybe people that had good intentions to help him haven't. Who knows? All I know is he's radioactive. Either way, Taylor Swift here gets the last laugh. Let me tell y'all what happened yesterday. So more juice, more tea. Tell us about the tea. So Kanye West pulls up to Vegas. Mm -hmm. Kanye West pulls up to the Super Bowl. Kanye West buys a ticket right in front of Katy Perry's booth. So anytime they were going to be showing Katy Perry, Kanye's face was going to be there. He had a a mask on with his logo on a mask, Mm -hmm. right? Typical Kanye. So NFL, Taylor Taylor Swift gets pissed off. Sheep Boom Boom makes a call or two. Everybody's involved. He gets kicked out the stadium. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. This is hot. But Kanye, is Kanye, hot. We he, didn't hear about he, this. No. Yeah, yeah. This is hot tea, hot tea, hot tea, oh. hot tea, hot tea, hot tea. Okay. Got kicked I mean, out the I don't know if this is hot tea. I don't quite buy that he got kicked out because of a phone call from Taylor Swift. Although, hey, you know, she does have power. But he was trying to leverage. He was trying to leverage, you know, her celebrity right. to make some. Right. Because he's right. over, they're not going to cut to him, mm-hmm. so he's like, I'm going to strategically position myself. So every time they cut over here to her, but did you say in front of Taylor's booth or in front of Taylor, Katy Perry's booth? Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Sorry. In front of Taylor Swift's booth. Oh, okay. so- I'm not calling this podcast garbage, but so he said Katy Perry, but he meant Taylor Swift. Now you got to go back to the beef, you know, him cutting her right. off when she's winning the, <laughs> yeah. the Grammy. Right. And then yeah. it's like, you know, Beyonce should have won it. And then years after and just that whole relationship. I mean, that- what would you rather have if, if you're the person who controls uh, who gets to sit where at the Super Bowl? Would you rather have Taylor Swift and her whole entourage or... Kanye West wearing a mask promoting his new album. I, I don't know. I don't. I think. I think you you lean on the safe side of having Taylor Swift there. That's what he tried to do. Man, he tried to sit in front of Taylor Swift. I mean, that yesterday. was smart. That was smart. It was smart. And you didn't what? allow it even Go. after he paid the money. Dang. Pay what money? Care. I thought you said he bought the booth. Oh, he. Oh, the ticket. The it ticket. was no. So it was like the seat right in front of her. Right. Sweet. Right. Right. I, Mike, I, I'm objecting to this. This this kind of s- sounds like bullshit to me. I don't know why. First of all, why would those seats even be available? If you know, you what do you just get to stroll up to the Super Bowl and there's just still seats available? I don't know. I'm calling it. This story's bullshit. We'll have more right after the break. We are receiving rumors that are floating around about Bachelor contestants that may be bad, you know, receipts coming. This happens every year, but I'm just letting my audience know we looked at it on Patreon and there aren't any receipts that have been provided yet, but there are some contestants on this current season who uh, others are saying, oh, I knew this person, they did X, Y, and Z. So we're gonna, we might have developing stories, but we are going to wait and try to vet the information at least, you know, get a little bit closer to what their accusations are. Um, but because there is a lot coming out, we've got Christina and Brayden on off the vine. We'll probably be looking into that in the next day or two. 
And also, I think Caitlin Bristow uh, was accusing her ex of possibly monetizing the breakup, which will be interesting. Um, I'll definitely have that story as I look into it more. But first, we've got a beef with J-Lo. AO's tearful apology. You guys know AO? She, am I pronouncing her name right? It's A-Y-O. I guess A-O. A-O. I don't know. Either way, she is... Um, she talked trash a few years ago about J-Lo, and now she's like a famous actress. Uh, I guess not famous enough for me to know how to pronounce her name right, but she was hosting SNL, and J-Lo was the musical guest. Jennifer Lopez and A.O. Edibiri delivered an emotional apology on the Saturday Night Live set after trashing her vocal skills on an old podcast. J-Lo told Variety about what the Bear star said to her in the wake of these old, ugly comments surfacing the same week they were scheduled to be on SNL together. According to her, AO had tears in her eyes when she came to Jennifer's dressing room. AO was apparently mortified and very sweet and said she felt terrible. That's how Jen's characterizing it anyway. She says, uh, AO apologized for calling JLo's career a scam. Full stop. Here's what she had to say just a couple years ago. Today I was actually thinking about one of my favorite scams of all time um, because J-Lo is hosting or is uh, performing at the Super Bowl halftime yes, show. she is, which is a scam in itself. And her whole career is one long scam. Oh, the longest con. J-Lo can't sing. And did you know that J-Lo doesn't know that she can, can't sing? Well, that's the thing that is... <laughs> she did an interview and then she was like, she, I never knew that people didn't think I could sing. I thought I could sing. Like she thought that she was on... She thinks she's on multiple tracks, but it's not her. I think she, like, or she thinks that she's still good, even though, like, she's not singing for most of these songs. Like, a and I was reading up because I was just, I just, I was fascinated. I became fascinated for myself. And a lot of the, like, uh, like write-ups of the song will be like, J-Lo didn't have time to make it to the studio. Like, J-Lo was busy. It's like, doing what? Not singing, obviously. Yikes. Well, how about that? Can you imagine going on a rant about J-Lo and next thing you know, you're a star sharing a dressing room with J-Lo? I mean, look, AO's 28, so she made these comments when she was 24, 25. Uh, not exactly like a teenager. I mean, she actually had a very thought-out uh, reason why she thought J-Lo was a fraud. Uh, it wasn't like she just was like, her music sucks. She actually provided like a PowerPoint. I mean, she really knew her stuff. Look, J-Lo kind of like Taylor Swift is like, they're not, yeah, you're right. They're not the best singers. That's not what they're known for. J-Lo is a performer. She's a five-tool athlete. You know, Taylor Swift, not a great singer, but also really good uh, uh, lyricist. You know, she knows how to relate to people. She knows how to put on a hell of a concert. They both do. Either way, at least uh, J-Lo's taking the high road, which is always nice. Same as Dolly Parton gives L. King a break, drunk tribute forgiven. Dolly Parton says she feels no ill will toward fellow country singer L. King for butchering a birthday tribute song for her. Despite fans being adamant, Dolly would be mortified. Dolly, of course, it's like, yeah, she was wasted and she was like, I can't believe you guys paid for this. You know, I mean, how we all react to embarrassment is different. So maybe L. King was embarrassed. And I'm sure there's a million uh, musicians here in Nashville that would have killed to, uh, you know, sing Dolly Parton songs at the Opry or wherever the hell it was. Uh, but L. King got it wrong. Either way, Dolly showing her true colors, which is that she's nothing short of fantastic. 
All right, we love a good cult leader, don't we, in the uh, Hollywood world? Andrew Keegan responds to rumors that he's a cult leader. You might remember him from 10 Things I Hate About You. He gave the rundown on Pod Meets World, explaining he decided to start a community center named Full Circle in 2014 to do positive things after getting deeply immersed in Venice Beach's culture when moving there in his 30s. I don't know, sounds like a cult to me. Have a listen. I was hoping that we could talk about Full Circle with you. You you mean when I woke up one day and I I was... Like anointed a cult leader? A cult leader? Talking about? Yeah, if that's okay, I'd like <laughs> to talk one. to you about that your one. cult. So in 2013, it was just after Occupy, and I, I moved to Venice early, tw- like in my early 20s, and just really got immersed in the culture and the, the community. So, and again, I'll run through this quickly, but there was this interesting kind of group of hippie types, if you will, in Venice, and I'm sure if you guys have been on the West Side, there, there's definitely a lot of, you know, spirituality, if you will. So I was connected with some folks and we had this opportunity. There was this the old Harry Krishna temple, which I remember when it was the Harry Krishna temple. That's a whole, you know, other story. And it was sitting there empty. And we're like, yo, why don't we just get some people together and like, let's open this place up. And let's, you know, we had done occupying the street with a bunch of people. And I was like, let's get it together. Let's do some positive things for the community. So 2013, 2014. And at one point we had the opportunity to get in there. We did. Um, which was kind of a looking back was insane. I was putting down thousands and tens of thousands of dollars and, but we opened it up and we spent three years and really did build an amazing, uh, friend group, kind of like, you know, in in the senses of what you guys went through, we went through something really significant from 14 to 17. What happened was as far as the articles, of course, my history as an actor or being known in combination with the church, it was just, it was clickbait central. And all right, there it is. I don't want to cover it anymore because the audio stinks. Clickbait central. Andrew Keegan, 10 things I hate about you. Uh, one of them not being that he's a cult star. I now uh, dismiss the claims. And Katy Perry reveals she's leaving American Idol, possibly. Here's what she had to say on Jimmy Kimmel. for people all over the world, especially for my Brazilian fans. But um, I think this probably will be my last show, my last season for Idol. I mean, I love Idol so much. I know. it's, yeah, it's Nobody cares. <laughs> you know, she's like expecting everyone to be like, boo. They're like, yeah, well, whatever. It'll be fine. Um, it's connected me with like the heart of America, but I feel like I need to go out and feel that the heart pulse. of Rio. <laughs> that pulse to my Brazil. own beat. You know what I'm saying, wow, Jimmy? wow. I've, I've liked Katy Perry on American Idol. I get sucked into it. I do. I, I get sucked into these shows. I don't know. Do you guys, do you, want me to, do you want me to recap American Idol on here? I think we should. I can play music for you during the afternoon or the morning rush. I can play some of their audition songs. I get sucked in. I get sucked into hearing people's dreams. I love to watch people go for their dreams. I don't know. Is that, is that okay with you? I tell you what, uh, someone sent me a hot tip that Nick Vial has a interesting take on the Sydney versus Maria uh, two-on-one date. So why don't we play that right after the break? As promised, here's Nick Vial's podcast discussing the two-on-one date from last night's episode of The Bachelor. Like Taylor. I mean, it's, I, I mean, watching Sydney and Maria just reminds me so much of Corinne and Taylor. And like, you could not convince Taylor that she was wrong. I mean, if I had to hear that she went to John Hopkins. Oh, I know. We all got tired of Uh, weird day. I agree with Nick. I said this back in the day that, I mean, you know me, I'm big, big Corinne fan. 
Uh, although, you know, Corinne was probably less likable than Maria is at this point, I would say. Maria is like a fan favorite, whereas Corinne was like, you know, rub some feathers the wrong way. But Taylor, Taylor was insufferable. Remember her? And then, of course, because she was so insufferable, people wanted to dig up all of her hateful tweets and all that. And it's like, yikes. That, yeah. And that whole, like, self-righteous, you know, attitude. And, like, I, I'm, I'm sure Maria, you know, said some things that ruffled Cindy. I'm, I'm sure she's guilty of all the things that Sydney said. It doesn't no, even I matter. I think Maria is guilty. And this is possibly just my crush talking. But I think she's just guilty of being incredibly hot. True. That's what I said all along. You know what Maria's guilty of? She's not not just hot. And again, I don't want to get into the definition of what's hot and what's not. There's some people on the show that are beautiful and, and, and beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But but Maria brings out a side that's almost threatening to others. You know, she does that wardrobe switch. She's she's pretty comfy in her clothes and she's showing the goods. Again, I'm 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 sharing no shame whatsoever to her. I always say shake what your mother gave you uh or father i don't know shake shake it until you bake it is what I, you know what i mean shake it like it's a uh you know uh what's a polaroid photo you know whatever <laughs> you know I, I'm, I'm always careful with my terms here i don't want to i don't want anybody like, oh dave's blaming her for being too hot no not at all you shouldn't treat someone like that but that's why they are that's why they're treating her that way and not i don't know someone you know miss nashville or someone else on the show i mean there was other people that were sort of aggressive with their kissing but maria's bringing the fastball and everyone's trying to swing at it but they're missing and that's problematic for some people yes. i think she's so hot so charismatic and that's why sydney there's one point where she totally exposed herself and was like i don't care if she did it or not she needs to go yeah and i don't you, care if she did it or not she needs to go it's like you just perceive her as a threat that's when it. when she came out when she went to did the whole outfit change yeah i think sydney and some of those girls were just like i would never and the fact that they would never like I said, they see that as bad. They All right. Well, okay. A broken clock's right twice a day, and I agree with Nick here. What? What did you say, Dave? You know, I mean, but it doesn't mean he's got some wild point. I think everyone's on that side, which is Sydney grasping for straws here. And uh, I've never seen Bachelor Nation united over one common cause, which is Maria's hot. And nothing against Sydney physically, but she tried to come for the queen. And you don't come for the queen and miss, okay? And that's what happened. And that's why she's not on the show all right well we'll see what tonight's episode looks like i can't say i'm excited for it i'm just kind of tired at this point uh but maybe i'll have a cold brew coffee and work my way through it and we'll be back with all the content tomorrow hey i'm guessing i, I mean i thought they were going to milk this two-on-one drama into tonight's episode so i don't even know what's going to go down in tonight's episode uh but maybe it'll be leia as the new victim we'll have to see how it all plays out but i can guarantee you one thing I will be back tomorrow to cover it all with you. Until then, I'm Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.